Welcome to the Awakening Women podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Oten, and for almost a decade, I have been a transformation coach and therapist. This podcast is all about lifting the veil of consciousness and awakening to the truth. It is also about helping you to raise the bar in all areas of your life and relationships by starting with you. If you're ready to take back your personal power and reclaim your life, you have come to the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. It's Leanne here. And today we're going to dive into part two. I did an episode a couple of episodes back that is about trauma bonding and emotional addiction. And I wanted to revisit the topic of trauma bond because I find it quite fascinating. And I think that there is some misunderstandings around it that everyone that's in a relationship with someone who is abusive is in a trauma bond. And that is actually based on my research, not always the case. We're going to dive into some other additional things for you to consider if you're still in the relationship. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you that the Own Your Power Bootcamp is open for enrollment. We'll also be opening up the next session of In the Cycle for the April session. To get on both of those, you just simply have to click the link in the show notes and you'll be able to be taken to the page to enter your information. So the trauma, trauma bonding is that not everyone in a relationship with someone who is abusive develops a trauma bond. It's, I think it's pretty common information out there that this is true for every single person who is with someone who engages in emotional abuse, psychological abuse. It doesn't have to be anything to do with narcissism. It's just someone that is abusive. It can happen with a parent-child relationship. So it's important to understand that, that just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you are in a trauma bond. And I really just, when I hear these buzzwords or these buzz phrases that everybody is using, I get curious because I haven't really used a lot of them. Like I don't pay a lot of attention to them. The idea that we can develop an emotional attachment and emotional dependency and even an addictive quality to the ups and downs, that kind of makes sense to me because I do believe that there are different types of addictions and some are behavioral addictions. So that makes sense to me. But when you do some research on the trauma bonding, it can get a little bit murky where you're just like, well, okay, so what is this? And I also find that there is next to nothing out there for you how to break that if you're still in the relationship. That's the key. I do my research and I, you know, I like to look at different sources to find out and do, I do a lot of reading. I'm always immersed in this work constantly. That's how I keep bringing fresh content to you the way that I do because I live and breathe this work. It is such a passion of mine. It's I'm constantly researching and reading. I have to actually force myself to read and listen to things that aren't about this because I find it so fascinating. And I just really want to be able to bring you guys the most up-to-date, refreshed takes, my takes on it. After I've worked with a bunch of women, um, how to tweak things and learn from them. So that's why I'm able to bring you these podcasts and have new topics to talk about. So that's the first thing to remember that just because you're in this relationship with someone who's abusive does not mean you're trauma bonded. There are some tendencies for certain women to get in a relationship that is 
does become a trauma bond. And from my research and from really listening to all a lot of books on psychology and with my background in psychology, counseling psychology, those that are more likely to end up in a trauma bond, their partner is like their only source of emotional support. Like literally they don't really have anyone else. And this is very common in a type of relationship where you've been isolated or you've isolated yourself. So you're not seeing friends, you're not getting other perspectives, you're not going to therapists that can help you specifically. Mind you, there are lots of horror stories of women going to therapy with therapists that don't have a clue and they give them horrible advice that does not help them. But being isolated and having your partner be the only source of your emotional support can create that trauma bond effect. So it's when you're going to your partner for the support when they are the ones that have hurt you. That's the the key. It's like, you're the one that is hurting me. I'm upset and I'm crying because of you. And yet I'm coming to you for, to comfort me. That can create that unhealthy, dysregulated attachment. And likely you had that growing up. Not always. There's always exceptions. But most likely one or both of your parents, that was a similar dynamic that you experienced. You had a parent that would behave horribly or hurt you or behave in ways that hurt you. And then they would come around and, you know, be really nice and wonderful. So they had like different sides to them. Another one is another indicator or something that can make you more susceptible to a trauma bond is having sympathy for the one who's abusing you. So you, you are an empath probably. So you have someone that is mistreating you and you still feel sorry for them. That's another way that you can become trauma bonded. Another way is if you tend to rationalize the actions of someone who is mistreating you. So you rationalize it. Oh, they're just stressed out. They've got a lot going on. Oh, I must have triggered it. I'm not in a good mood either. There's, there's too much going on. We're tired. You know, all this kind of nonsense where you are rationalizing the behavior. Also having feelings of dependence contributes to the trauma bond as well as a pattern of abuse and remorse, like I just said, where there's that pattern of you're abused and then he shows remorse and makes you feel better and you feel relieved and it's this on and off, on and off yo-yo thing. It's just the pattern that happens. And I do believe, and this really was something common that I read and heard in many different places, that trauma bonds are actually the result of an unhealthy attachment to your partner. It's you're, you're actually, like I talked about in the previous part one, where I talk about emotional addiction, is that it's actually at the root of it is some childhood dysfunctional attachment with your formative year, like in your formative years with your parents, like that first six years is the most pivotal, right? What we experience in those first six years sets us up for how we're going to see the world, how we will relate in the world, how our relationships might look, the people we might bring into our life, the patterns. And so if you had one or both parents that were not there for you emotionally, you didn't have a healthy attachment with them. I mean, none of us are perfect, but basically you didn't have a parent that was emotionally awakened and could help you to feel your feelings and be there for you to validate and hold space for you. If you didn't have that or you had abuse in your childhood, then you very much can be trying to relive and work out 
that stuff from the past in the now. So the stronger you have that addictive component or that that kind of desperate desire to get your needs met with your partner a lot of times, as I said, there's always exceptions, but a lot of times, and I'd say even most times, it's related to that unhealthy attachment and those attachment wounds that you have that were not, uh, their needs that weren't met when you were a child. And so you're trying to work them out now so it can feel really intense. You develop this really intense, dysfunctional attachment to the person that is hurting you. So when someone's main source of emotional support is also someone who abuses them, then a trauma bond may develop, may develop. It doesn't for everyone. So it's really important to not just label every, I just think it's so overused. It's everywhere. It's like a buzzword of that you have, this is what you have. And so what does that mean? It means you got to run right now. Well, I don't think that's true unless you are being physically abused. Your partner is violent. Your partner throws things. Your partner threatens, intimidates. You know, those are some things where I would say, no, you just need to get out. Like you do need to make your way out because that's volatile. But uh, just because you may have that doesn't mean in the meantime, you can't do some things about it to start pulling back your energy and setting those energetic and emotional boundaries. And this is really, this is something I'm actually going to be adding a new lesson component in ETC, my program, because this is something that all of you that are listening, if you're still in the relationship, you're like, okay, so this is what's going on. Well, what do I do about it? Well, all the advice just says you need to leave and go no contact. That's how you break it. What if you're not in that place? What if you aren't ready emotionally, psychologically, logistically, financially to exit right now? Well, then what? You're just stuck in a trauma bond. There's nothing you can do about it. You just keep feeling like a victim. No. So an abused person tends to turn to the abusive person for comfort when they're when they're hurt, even if that abusive person is the cause of the hurt. So that's really important. So I want to offer you a few things to do. So you're in this situation and maybe you've read a lot of stuff on it and it makes you feel really helpless and hopeless, like you are a victim, like you're trapped. And I want to give you a few things you can start to do now to take back your power and start loosening that grip and just disengage from that, just to get started with feeling what that feels like. The first one is to stay present. That is being in your body and not to get into hope and nostalgia that keeps you in that trauma bonded state or in that emotional feeling emotionally hooked is not to go into hope and nostalgia that things might change or future tripping or going too far into what might might happen promises of the future or nostalgia of the past. I want you to stay present in the moment and stay focused on the facts. Acknowledge the impact of the now. So what is going on now, like this moment right now? My mind is racing because I'm obsessing about this, that, and the other, and I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on him and what he's doing, what he's not doing, what he needs to do to change, and I'm not focusing on myself and my needs. That's what's going on right now. So you need to look at the facts whether he's doing things to change, whether he's honoring your boundaries, whether he's willing to honor your boundaries, you know, look at the facts. So stay awake, as I say a lot, (laughs) stay awake and acknowledge the impact. The second is to embrace radical self-care. Every woman I've ever worked with is very much lacking in the self-love and self-care department. They're not doing really anything at all 
for their self-nurturing, self-care, wellness, and to nurture their self-love. So you really have to pull back and start doing things that are about you that are not about your partner. What are those things that you love to do or used to do or would like to do that you're not because you're so wrapped up in the chaos? So start to really look at what are some of those things and start doing things that are just about you. The next one is to focus on evidence, not empty promises for the future with no actual changes being made. This is a big one that is so common with nearly every woman in this situation that they're paying too much attention to the promises or empty words and you know the love bombing stuff. But I want you to focus on evidence. And as I talked about in a past episode, how to keep an incident log where you're keeping track of what's going on. This way you really can see, okay, yeah, there is definitely a cycle to this. There's definitely these patterns and this is the evidence that I'm not crazy because on Monday this happened and I felt like this and then on Tuesday this happened again and then Wednesday he did the same thing on he did on Monday even though I told him not to do it so you can start to see this pattern and that is your evidence like I say facts not feelings you need to stay present and awake to the facts not get into your emotional thinking and getting getting deep into your empathy where you're getting lost in it so you need to be able to see the facts also As I always say, make sure you get support, have a support network that is not your partner to be able to experience being supported with people who can give you alternate viewpoints about your situation. And again, choose this carefully. There is a couple of episodes here where I talk about how to find a counselor that might be able to help you and how to avoid getting within a counseling relationship that's only going to harm you further. So there are episodes a little ways back so getting the right support and then if you really want in-depth very specific support make sure you're in my end the cycle program and the last tip I have is for you to start thinking about at least even if you're not ready is to start thinking about what are some things you need to start getting into place now to be able to plan your exit should it not improve should things continue on the way that they are you're not trapped. So you may feel like you are, but you're really not. And to start taking those steps forward into what would that actually look like if that were to happen? What are some things you need to get in place? So those are some steps you can take right now to start to break that stronghold that you are allowing your partner to have on you so that you're not feeling like a helpless victim who is trauma bonded and that there's nothing you can do. There's, you know, there's space between knowing what's going on and packing up and leaving to figure out, okay, what can I do in this interim? Like, what can I do in the meantime so that I'm in my power? I'm always about what is within your power to do. And the biggest thing is you need to get support, like having other healthy sources of support. So it could be a couple of friends that you truly trust. I really recommend not going to family. That is just one of my own personal views from what I've seen with people I've worked with in my own experience that, you know, sometimes things can go really sideways when you rely on that. So that wraps up this episode and I will chat with you again soon. Take care. 
Thanks so much for tuning in and choosing to take this time to hang out with me today. I so appreciate it. If you'd like to join our community of like-minded women on a similar path, just simply head to my website, leannoton.com. And for daily inspirational, transformational content, make sure you're following Awakening Women Support over on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you online. Bye for now.